And we're live from the 313 and the 404 episode 88 of the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Today is Thursday, and it's also March the 3rd and the 407th day of the Biden administration. Welcome to our show. My name is Seth Lover. What's happening? I'm Kenya Cabine. Join in on the conversation. Leave your comments in the chat. You can join us on video by hitting that link that you see up under the screen right there. And wherever you're watching, make sure that you hit that like and subscribe and share button. We're on Facebook right now. Big ups again to everybody on Facebook rocking with us. We got a lot of people that's checking us out through Facebook. Hi, Betty. Aunt Betty, all the way up in Antioch, Illinois, checking us out. So shouts out to her. Also, shouts out to everybody that's checking us out on YouTube. And of course, we are available where you can stream all podcasts. So all podcast platforms, you can find us. Apple, iHeart, we're all over the place. Sam, bro, what's happening up in Detroit, man? You've been having a good week? Uh, Yeah, just always busy. Uh, that's that's the thing. I, I guess that's the way I survive. Like, like you know, a shark always kind of stays in motion in the uh, ocean, um, even, even when, when they're kind of at an idle point. Or whatever, always kind of moving. That's me. If I if if I ain't doing something, it feel like I ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I always got my hands in about five different things, overwhelming myself, but uh, all good at that same point. But ready to actually um, come back. This is a new month. It's March, Black History March, because uh, we celebrate uh, Black History Month every day. So it's Black every History day. March. Yeah, uh, and definitely for me at the museum as well. Uh, my family's coming in town uh, in a couple of weeks uh, for the first time in Detroit. So I'm kind of getting situated uh, for them to see a little bit of Detroit um, uh, for the thing. So just just got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, what's going what's on today? Which I, uh, man, there's a lot going on. The A, of course. Um, again, want to send a rest in peace shout out to Gig Elliott and the family and friends oh, of Gig yeah. Elliott, one of my real good buddies. I went to high school with, so uh, preparing for the funeral for that tomorrow. Um, bruh, I've been immersed in uh, a couple of uh, major work projects. Uh, I'll be able to talk about that later on. So I've really been focused on work for the oh. past couple of days. But other than that, though, bro, everything is really going well, man. I'm super excited about today's show because we got one of my homies from Savannah, Georgia. He's our special guest. He's a filmmaker who has a dope documentary that's out right now on Amazon. Filmmaker uh, Benny R. Mitchell III, he's going to be with us to talk about his new project. Plus, we're going to be talking about what's happening in the world today. Biden does his first uh, State of the Union while Russia attacks Ukraine. We're going to tell you all about that. Plus, I said, I'm sure you heard about what's going on in the NFL, right, with this whole COVID situation? Yeah, they, you know, they had their uh, COVID protocol in place, but everybody's kind of getting ready to change some things because it, it looked like COVID is dying down a little bit. So new policy in place for the NFL. Also, speaking of the NFL, we got Russell Wilson. He spends a grip on himself uh, to kind of uh, be in the NFL. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And we talked last week about Sherry Shepard and her new show, Sherry, coming out in the fall. There's going to be another black woman that's going to be hosting the show. She's famous, too. She'll be hosting yeah. her own talk show uh, in the fall. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, while we're talking about uh, women hosting things, uh, well, well, trans woman uh, this time, uh, Laverne Cox, uh, she ran into some issues because, uh, you know, they just had the Golden Globes. And um, her red carpet comments kind of caused a little bit of stir. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, definitely. Plus, we got some news on Tisha Campbell. She's uh, actually launching an app that's going to be helping a lot of people out. Really excited about this new uh, venture she knew that she about tech? You said what? I said, who knew she knew something about tech? I know, right? But she's actually hooked up with her brother on this, and I'm sure she has a great group of people working with her. So they probably said, yo, this is a great idea. 
let's launch this together. So why not? You know, she's got millions of followers. I think it's a good look for her. So we're going to tell you all about that whole type. Plus, uh, Reality Star. Reality Star is getting divorced after being married for two years. Hold tight for all the details on that. And we got the scorching hot tea on what's going down with your girl, Kamora Lee Simmons. She denies uh, actually involvement in her estranged husband's embezzlement scheme. Yo, when I heard about this, Ted, I was like, what? Not Kamora Lee. Not you know, Kamora Lee. I bet right, she's right. still married to Russell at this point. Right, right. So we're going to let you all know what's going down with that. Plus, of course, we got reality recap with Shorty breaking you off with everything that's good in the world of entertainment and reality TV. So hold tight for that. But uh, without further ado, say you ready to go ahead and kick everything off, bro? I guess we might as well. Might as well, brother. Well, President Biden delivered his first State of the Union address to a joint session of Congress. The press emphasized the unified U.S. and world response to the Ukraine crisis while laying out his efforts to fight inflation. Stage ago. Uh, so he talked about that. Plus, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi once again made history, marking their first time that the two women actually sat behind the president during the State of the Union. Um, I didn't even watch it said. I, I'm sure you did. So uh, did he I mean, do a good job? All of it. I watched um, a lot of it. Um, he This first speech, and uh, that that's why I really watched it uh, for the historical moment. Um, you see those two ladies sitting behind him. Uh, we've never had two women uh, in those positions at the same time. I'm looking forward to the time where we had three women on the screen um, doing the uh, State of the Union because I really believe that's what we need to kind of get some um, – some of the things that we need for our country, but I was happy to see that. But his speech was okay. Um, it was his first speech. You know, he has a little speech impediment, uh, so he stumbles a lot and does things like that. And you know, people take advantage of that and try and say that he's slow or he messing mm -hmm. up or he don't know his facts and stuff like that. And you know, he he stutters. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like me. So I have a little bit of heart for that uh, while he's uh, kind of going through that. But I think he did good because he's. Uh, it's hard to be a president in the middle of a war. And also we're in the middle of a war when you actually change how we now think about America, because we used to think about America as the world's police. When something was going on, you better call America because they got the uh, firepower to come in there and fix things or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now since he removed us from Afghanistan, so we're not doing all these foreign wars with our soldiers, you know, we're now at a different standpoint. And that's why a lot of people are actually saying, you know what, that's probably why Putin decided to go into Ukraine right now because he saw that we left uh, Afghanistan after 20 years and said that we didn't want to be in any more of these wars any longer. So, um, and I know we're talking a little bit about Ukraine in a second. Yeah. But I think it's important, um, um, too, about the stuff that he's talking about. And he got a chance to talk about some of the things that are going on because the media doesn't really talk about some of the achievements. If it happens, they just move on to what's bad because that's what sells. Um, so he talked mm -hmm. a little bit about the uh, pandemic stuff that's going on and a little bit about uh, uh, the uh, inflation and how we're going to start attacking things uh, from an economical standpoint. So I think he did OK as far as as well as he could have done, given the circumstances uh, that we're in now. All right, cool. Well, you all let us know your thoughts on how the president did uh, with his State of the Union address that went down this past week. Well, in other news, you know, everybody's talking about uh, Russia and the Ukraine, you know, since this whole invasion jumped off, which uh, actually happened February 24th. Thousands of Ukrainians, both civilians and troops, have been killed. On Wednesday, uh, Ukrainian emergency services said that more than 2,000 Ukrainian uh, civilians actually died since Russian 
uh, invasion since the Russian invasion began on February 24th. You know, it's really sad, too. I think, you know, with, we're talking about, you know, inflation and, you know, what's going to happen to us. But at the end of the day, people are losing their lives. You know, we can't forget about this. It's a war and people are dying. People are losing yeah. their lives. So uh, definitely, you know, it's just I couldn't even imagine like living through all that. And it's really sad. And I think sometimes we tend to lose sight. We're so concerned about you know, and rightfully so, you know, like what's going to happen to America, gas and everything. But when it comes to people losing lives, I'm very sympathetic and compassionate. So, you know, yeah. our prayers are with people on that. And then there was a video that actually came out that was really sad this week of a, a father saying goodbye as he stays behind to fight Russia. Um, he was actually uh, saying goodbye to his daughter. I think we have a clip of that. Y'all check this out. No, I wasn't about to show that one. But uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and show it. Uh, hold on. It's kind of sad, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, because we don't have to. You all can Google it. You know how we, we can tell people to Google it, but they're showing it. Okay. So the uh, men had to stay in Ukraine. Uh, all the men, uh, regardless of age, I believe, So I think up to now, about a million people have already left uh, since the fight started. And say that last part again, because we couldn't hear you on that right there. Say that part again. Well, he was talking, it, huh? No, say say when you were talking over, you were talking over it. But what, oh. what were you saying about the men? Oh no, I was just saying uh, most of the men in Ukraine uh, had to uh, remain uh, there in Ukraine uh, while the women and uh, children were allowed to leave. Uh, so far, mm -hmm. about a million people have already crossed the border. Most of them going to Poland. Uh, some going to other uh, European um, countries uh, across the board. But that's one of the other things that like now <clears throat> this problem that was a Ukraine Russia problem. We don't think about the other stuff in war, like like some of the stuff that you were saying. Uh, yeah, we're worried about our gas being five dollars a gallon or something like that or whatever. But people are losing their lives, too. And then, too, uh, we're not directly next to Ukraine or whatever. So we don't have a million people just suddenly just coming into uh, where we are. Just think of a million people just suddenly decided to come all into Atlanta. Yeah, not only like like yeah, traffic is a problem right now, but then you'll start having resource problems. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. like, can you get access to all the food? Probably the grocery stores will be right. uh, empty because people will start panicking and stuff like that. So I guess that's what I'm saying. When we think about war, there's a whole lot of considerations and things that go on in addition to just the shooting and the killing and all that stuff. Everybody has to suffer uh, from that. So I think that's why people are saying that <clears throat> this is a bad war. But the good thing. Looks like a lot of the countries are are against Russia. Uh, uh, Joe Biden mm -hmm. has done a great job of kind of building a coalition. Nobody's really going in to help them fight per se, but they're getting some arms. They're getting some money. The sanctions are starting to help or whatever. So it's making Putin out to be a bad guy, even in his country of Russia. They keep arresting Russians because they're protesting the war. I think uh, nearly 10,000 Russians have been arrested for protesting the war. You can't mm -hmm. just keep arresting your citizens. So like at some point, 
something has to change. So 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 they're thinking if this continues on this path, then Russians will mount up and then they'll say, you know what, we no longer want you to be president. So right. this might be, be a way to get Putin out of uh, Russia as well. So a lot of stuff going on. But uh, yeah, Google mm-hmm. and be be attentive to this stuff, because this stuff, even though it's way across yonder, you know, what I'm saying like it still affects us in some way. Absolutely. And also follow us on our uh, on our Instagram page at Everybody Mad to keep up with what's going on. Well, in other news, this week's marks actually the second uh, this is actually the second anniversary of COVID. Two years. We've been going through COVID for two years now. It seems like it was just yesterday, right? Yeah, it seems like it was just yesterday. But anyway, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have actually decided to suspend all league-wide COVID-19 protocols effective immediately, citing decreased spread of COVID. So the question is, do you think that it's time to drop the the COVID protocols um, because the numbers are dropping? And I'm, I'm a firm believer, just based on what happened last year back in November and December, I think we should just wait just a little – just give it like just – Couple more months. Wait till at least till June before you yeah. do it. I don't. I don't. I don't know why we're in such a big rush when like we are the worst country at getting vaccinated, and and like we know that vaccines are the one thing that really really stops the vac the, the uh, virus in its tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. Mass health and things like that. But the best thing that we've shown is that if you have the vaccine, you have stronger ability to fight uh, COVID and that sort of thing. And America is just so so low as far as the countries who have access to the vaccine like we're we're among the worst i think we're like number 50 and we're the first person to get the vaccine out to everybody but every uh, like like 49 other countries are better at the vaccine than us and like like and like you say it's that like this is a novel virus novel means we'll know a damn thing about it. it's first time going through it so right. we don't know what, what uh, what's gonna happen so that's why they call it the novel coronavirus so yeah. i'm with you like I, I don't i don't understand why all this rushing to do things now with the nfl they have to do things like daily well not daily but at least weekly testing and um doing things like that and i get that nobody wants want, wants to have a jab up their nose especially if you've gotten the vaccine or whatever so some of the measures were a little bit obtrusive you know what i'm saying like a little bit too much because i got the vaccine and we know that works whatever why why, why are you still testing me every single uh, uh week and stuff like that so i get that but at the same time too we still got a lot of people who aren't <clears throat> vaccinated and don't have much of, of a protection at all against covid so i think kind of doing quickly away with these masks it's like we're in a rush what a rush to do all these things with covid when we really don't know and that's my thing is that if you rush towards something and you something that you don't know about you may be going going going, going backwards Exactly. Right. And we're going to end up again, just like how we were back in November and December. And we're going to have to go back on lockdown again. And, you know, people aren't going to like that. So, you know, just know that like we're we're still on a pandemic. I tell people that all the time. However, I get it because it's kind of weird too. said I um, tried to go, you know, like last time I got my vaccinated was last year. Mm-hmm. tried to go get it but they were saying oh no you're good you're fine because you already you, you're triple vaccinated you have your booster you have your two shots i'm like but i had my shot last year isn't it time for the re-up like but, another one, yeah. <laughs> but but the cdc they're saying i'm fine so i'm like okay you know i'm just yeah i'm just reading and keeping my eyes open on everything but yeah you. you know it's it's still it's still a pandemic again here in the atl you would never know man concerts know. are popping off and my thing is like, like I guess why I'm being super, super cautious is because mm-hmm. it's novel and we don't know about. It. Yeah, 
you're like we're in we're in a situation where most people will survive if they do catch it and stuff like that or whatever. But my thing is, no one knows the residuals of COVID. What's on the back burner and all these long haul COVID uh, symptoms of people who still have COVID months mm -hmm. after they've already uh, kind of gotten negative tests and things like that, but they still have these long haul symptoms and stuff like that, like getting tired and lethargic and uh, mm -hmm. trouble breathing and all this right. stuff. Like that's the stuff that hits me more than even thinking about COVID. It's just that these long haul things are like, I don't want to be 45 and have and be tired walking up the steps. Like that ain't it, bro. Mm -hmm. I'd be like that sometimes though, when I don't have COVID. <laughs> I said that when I was coming up to do the podcast, walking up these stairs like, damn, like, damn I'm tired. I'm sweating. Damn, I'm tired. Here. Hey, it'd be like that. Hey, so, you know, speaking of uh, in shape and, you know, uh, exercising and all that kind of stuff, don't know if you all heard about this or not, but Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson is in the news. He made headlines after he admitted that he spends a whopping $1 million a year on his body. The question is, is that too much? In my opinion, it's not too much for a millionaire like Russell Wilson. He got yeah. the money, so why not? Why not use the best trainers? Why not buy the best equipment? Why not you know, have the best chefs come in and cook meal prep for you and your wife, Sierra? So I get it. It's $1 million, and like he said, yeah, it's a lifestyle, so I don't think it's too much. Now, it's too much for me, <laughs> but for yep. somebody like Russell Wilson, Your it's money not. a little funny. Yeah, what do you think? No, I say, I same way. Here's a little video. Russell Wilson spends nearly a million dollars a year on his body. When he was on the Bill Simmons podcast, he said that he has a full-time performance team. They have people that travel with them, physical therapists, trainers, and even people just to make sure that his body's moving the right way. He even has two hyperbaric chambers, which he says he uses up to four times a week. And you can't forget, he even has a mind coach in Trevor Moad. He says the mental aspect of the game is almost just as important as the body. I bet. Yeah. yeah, I do the same yeah. thing too. I, I'm I'm a I'm a proponent in the, like I go to my chiropractor every uh, like two weeks uh, to mm -hmm. kind of get my uh, what 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 is it called straightening correction something straightening out. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, straightening ain't no straightening, but no straightening. uh, yeah, but uh, so I get that. I'll do my massage once a month. Um, mm -hmm. what else I do? Um, I do yoga. I used to do it every day, but 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 I have fell off um uh with the omicron um. Um, with my gym and all that stuff, but I used to do yoga like at least uh, like every other day or daily or okay. stuff like that. Just yeah. uh, just because the flexibility and like like I tell you, I don't want to be like that old guy struggling with all the all the cranks and aches and pains and all that. Yeah, man. So I started my regimen uh, just just like that. Now I'm already 45, uh, almost. Uh, I'll be 45 next year. But um, uh, Russell Russell's trying to be uh, the uh, first quarterback to make it to 45 years old. You know, Tom Brady was 44 when he retired this year. Right. So Russell wants to go all the way until he's 45 to beat yeah. Tom Brady. I don't know, but why, why are you still lie about your age, bro? It's just it's just us, you know? You don't have to lie like about I did you a favor, just because I knew uh, the uh, industry that you're in. Uh, people don't need to know know your true age, because I want you to get all the bookings that you can get. So I never say you're true. I know how old you is, but I ain't going to say that because I'm a true friend. I'm going to leave you alone because I want you to get your bookings. So, but, but if you continue talking <laughs> lies about my age, like I'm going to have to pull, pull the tape off. Oh, man. Tell everybody the truth. 
Look, that was a threat. Y'all hear that, right? Everybody Bad Life Podcast. I'm being nice. Leave, leave, leave your comments. Let us know your thoughts on this. Okay, before we bring out uh, the homie uh, Beanie Mitchell, I definitely want to talk about uh, Lizzo because, you know, uh, we're talking about weight loss and health and all that kind of stuff. Well, during a recent interview, Lizzo, now she's saying that she's actually proud of being fat. She has no problem. Her words, not mine. I say a big girl, but she says she likes being fat. Uh, but Lizzo, she's been addressing critics and what they have to say about her physical appearance. And she says she's happy with the way she looks. She says that she's healthy. She says that she's beautiful. Um, I think it's great. If you if you feel that way, if you feel confident, because Lizzo has a lot of confidence. I mean, a lot of confidence. By all means, yo, do you. I'm, I'm happy for her. But don't straddle that fence when you put half-ass naked pictures of yourself online but then when people start going in on you you start crying and you start saying oh they're fat shaming me well you put it out there that's all i'm saying what do you think about that bro <laughs> go ahead I, what what i mean we i want to hear you're not you're not a- about lizzo I'm tired of Lizzo. I'm tired of Lizzo. Yeah, because she because she straddled the fence. Yeah, she flip flops like like every time that she comes out with something like we can come back with something where like being big was a problem for her, but now it's not a problem. But it is. But it ain't. But it is. But it ain't. Right. Right. You're right. You're so right. it is. So yeah. it really is because since you can't decide what it is, then it really is a problem for you. But I, I, I mean, whatever she's trying to do, God bless her. Yeah, I just think that sometimes she reaches for attention. I think she likes that attention. That's Um, what it is. You know, fame is like a drug. And I think that, you know, when she's not being talked about, she has to just say something, go to the blog so people can start talking about her just to keep her relevant. Mm -hmm. So it's it's Lizzo. It's what she does. But I will say the Lizzo effect is real because I see big girls uh, even today as I'm going through the city, uh, walking down the street and stuff that might not be well, I'm not going to say that, you know, people will be like, dang, you know, like, is it really appropriate for you to wear that? No matter if you're big or small, because it's just too skimpy. You know what I'm saying? So the, the Lizzo, the, the Lizzo effect is real, especially here in Atlanta. She is the oh, yeah. leader of the of the big girls for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Leave Absolutely. your comments. <laughs> leave your comments. Everybody mad live podcast right now. We're going to go ahead and bring out uh, tonight's guest. He's one of my homies. He is a filmmaker. He's down in Savannah, Georgia, doing big things in the industry. And uh, he's his first project right now is called it is well. It's a snapshot of a legendary Georgia teacher, preacher, and activist. that happens to be his father. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the homie Beanie R. Mitchell. The third. What's up dog. What's happening? What it do, man? Look at you laid out back there with the Mm. whole library in the office, man. I see you doing it big, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's a nice backdrop, isn't it? It really is. It looks good. (laughs) Man, what's been up, Beanie? How you been doing? I haven't seen you, and it's been a few years since, I mean, I left Savannah in 2018, so it's been some years, man, but I'm super proud of you. You been doing all right? Yeah, man. I've been doing a lot. Uh, Been doing fine, though, yeah. I was traveling here and there, bouncing by coastal. It's, it's been a trip trying to uh, finish the film. No doubt. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about, before we get into the film and stuff, tell everybody, uh, let's let's get a background on you and how you came to be in this uh, film industry right here. Okay, so before there was film, there was sound for me. That was my first love. So those who know me in Savannah, Georgia, New York City, and L.A. know that uh, I had a studio first in Savannah, Georgia called Brim Audio. 
But before the studio came up, I actually worked in New York City uh, for character music studios and a slew of new, uh, other studios in New York City and got to work with some really dope producers. I had no idea that these guys were who they were until I left mm. New York City, which is crazy. Yeah. But uh, uh, so I brought my talents to Savannah, opened up Brim Audio, and that ran for about seven years. And uh, after that, um, my father passes away. Actually, during all of this time, even in college, is when I start the film. Like, I've had a camera on my hand since I was 12. Wow. So I've been shooting stuff about my father, even in my college career. So mm -hmm. it didn't just start. This, is, this has been a, a life uh, piece of work for me. So uh, the finishing the background, um, came back, set up the studio in Savannah, Georgia, left to go to LA, worked in the commercial industry for seven years in advertisement and went on tour, called COVID, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that's, that's interesting right there, man. So let's talk about uh, the film, man. Well, first of all, what inspired you, Beanie, to do a film on your father and tell his story? That's a very good question. So what inspired me was, okay, so it, it started like this. I had, like I told you, I've, I've been shooting for a very long time and I had enough material. So I started shooting interviews. But before I got to interviews, I was reading this book back then. It was called uh, The Secret by Rhonda Bynes. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about inspired action, right? Is when you act upon a thought or an idea. So I did that and I started shooting interviews. And um, just so happens after I shot my father's interview, three months later, he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you have those ideas and you jump on it, that was my lesson was do not, do not, uh, wait till tomorrow, what you can do today. Cause sometimes those ideas flee and they're gone forever. Wow. I want to play a little bit of the uh, trailer, uh, from a couple of years from, from, from a little bit back, uh, when the trailer came out, uh, one of the early ones, so we can kind of give a little bit of context to what we have. And, and then we can see some of the videos that we're talking about. Um, to just... hail and support the gospel and the philosophy of Dr. King because he believed and was willing to die for peace, love, righteousness, justice, equality, and for freedom. Many ministers are well-meaning but not well-doing. Well-doing requires action. And anybody willing to march down the streets, call people to act, and take the risk, Reverend Mitchell. Every city has a street name, an avenue name after Dr. King. We don't have that yet. But but it's coming though, isn't it? Every little county, they got their own parade now. But these counties, they were afraid. And that's how you know he was a God-sent man. He wasn't afraid of anything. I will be proud to be the mayor of the city council, who at the first meeting in February I will join a consensus of city council to name West Broad Street in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King. We put him on the program that year for, for the mayor to talk about the things that he was going to do. And in his 
comments, he decided to espouse the strategy that he developed with the other group. So Reverend Mitchell and I huddled very quickly, and he said, uh, that's not what we're talking about. Now, the mayor almost threw something in my cogwheel when he's talking about we're going to get West Broad Street. We didn't ask for West Broad Street. We asked for 37th Street. When Dr. Mitchell stood up in the Civic Center and he called Rosikis out, we were afraid for his life. The fact of the matter, there were threats on his life because he stood up and he went against the machine. There were threatening phone calls, threatening to bomb the house, threatening to get us in the streets. There were upsetting times. And of course, you do what you need to do because you had three children. We understand that in Dr. King's words, that we are interrelated. And what affects you directly affects me indirectly. And I cannot be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you cannot be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. That was dope. So that was the uh, trailer for uh, it as well. Um, one of the places where you can find it is on uh, Amazon Prime. So that's definitely on my uh, watch list for yes. this coming uh, uh, weekend uh, as we go. And and then too, I've been saying all day today, Black Happy Black History March because I know we only celebrated for one month, but our history is ever present every single day of the year. So that's why I'm saying happy Black History March. And in that vein, um, uh, we're still talking about our ancestors, those who kind of fought the fights for us before we knew we needed to fight the fights ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So your father was one of those people uh, who was fighting the good fight uh, in Savannah, in Georgia, uh, while uh, other people, obviously, like I know a lot of times, uh, a lot of the civil rights leaders, uh, the national ones, they get all the uh, press, but uh, kind of doing a lot of the actual work that needs to be done in those communities are other uh, pastors who are already in the community and things like that. So tell us a little bit about, about, about your dad and kind of what that was like growing up as a as a youngster with a father that was so such a big presence and such a big person in the community. How was that being, and, and, and to the only boy, you was the namesake, you got sisters, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. I have two older sisters, Benita and Vendette. So how so, was that like? being the son of such a giant so it, it was uh it was it it had it it had its rewards but also it had its uh pitfalls as well um especially having his name uh i i explained in the uh in the film how i went to school and uh just i don't want to give it away but they recognized my name i had a white teacher she recognized my name and uh she said some very nasty things to me in my mm. ear. So oh, wow. I'll let you watch the film. I was, I was, I was, but, uh, but yeah, just, just going around town and, you know, you really had to be careful, um, on who you hung out with, what you did, everything like that. So, um, it, it kind of had an old school vibe where if you did something wrong, somewhere down the street and sister Mamie Ross saw that you did it by the time you got home, you got that second whooping. Yeah. It was, it was almost like that. But after a while, people started making up stuff. Oh, and, mm. you know, you couldn't start, you, you, you start losing trust in the people. So you really got to be careful of what you're doing. So I had to watch myself. Yeah, Same wow. for my sisters. 
Wow. Let me let me ask you about living in Savannah and, you know, you watching how Savannah's changed and the impact that your father has had on Savannah. Um, as far as with racism, because, you know, we we don't shy away from race on this show. Uh, race is, you know, something that people need to, in my opinion, need to be talking about all the time because it's something that's real. How has Savannah changed in your opinion? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't been in Savannah for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, but the I will say this. The, they, they, are, they are trying to, uh, well, they, ha they are gentrifying for sure. It's like <laughs> a wave that happens every so often. Yeah. And they just, they just plot on, a, uh, you know, black people for their land. And it's just like, here it is. We're going to put a waterfront here. Oh, we'll give you something, you know. There you go. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. But but it, it's uh been in Savannah for so I haven't seen a change uh, other than the buildings. The mm. politics is pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, like um, and I can't even really speak for the politics because my father was that guy. You yeah. know, he, he was the guy that people came to. And it was a different time and era at that time also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's almost like uh, money talks. Mm. I, I, I really can't say anything other than that. I mean, money talks. Wow. So if you uh, were thinking about a theme um, for the uh, documentary and that sort of thing, what 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 are what are some of the overarching uh, themes and uh, things that we will see in the film? Um, um, to kind of inspire uh, the people who are watching. So one of the definitely one of the building blocks of this film was black business. So we know that we can be so much stronger if we agree yeah. to at least one thing. Yeah. You know, even if it's like even to be uh, uh, hear each other out and and, and letting us uh, voice our opinions. So we yeah. got to agree. We got to agree on some type of order, right? Yep. So that was one of the building blocks of the film, right? The other one was building the youth. Yeah, he, my dad loved the youth, and uh, he, he made it so where they had their own choir. It built their self-esteem. They were praising God, learning their foundation, being overall good citizens. So that's what he trained for these kids to do. Yeah. And a lot of them actually are great citizens to this day. So. Yeah. It was building the youth. So the, the foundation is like build the youth, which is building tomorrow. So he mm. was he was definitely into into that. Uh, the other thing was politics. It's definitely into the political arena when it came to Savannah, Georgia. And he always said he wanted to be a lawyer but he was called to be a preacher. So if you look at some, some, of, some of his mannerisms and the way that he would handle situations, he did it very tactfully, almost like a lawyer. That's dope. Wow. So the, those are the building blocks. That's wow. Dope. Here right now with Beanie R. Mitchell. Uh, this is my buddy right here uh, representing Savannah, Georgia, and all over the world doing uh, great things. Let me ask you something with uh, getting this film made. Uh, about your father, did you have to jump through a lot of hoops? Well, I guess the question would pretty much be to the inspiring filmmakers and uh, people that are trying to go into documentaries. Um, what would you recommend that they do? Because I mean, like this, this was 
a, a, such a fascinating story for you to like just be able to have your father's legacy put out there because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. So for you, how was that process? Uh, th that process was uh, I went into it almost <laughs> feeling like it was a. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. No, I, I, exactly. I, that's the way Sound I thought about it. <laughs> Just like that, which would which would be, it was a uh, it was a duty. You know, I had the yeah. opportunity. First of all, it was no coincidence. I went to film school, made the made records. Yeah. Professionally, it was it was nothing, and and I had all of this B roll that my dad protected, right? Mm -hmm. And it was nothing. It, I, I, I felt if I didn't make this film, I would regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah. It was just there. And, you know, I, although I'm getting support now, and let me tell you, leadership matters. I'm getting some support now from the church. But when my father died, uh, I didn't get much support on making this film other than mm. individuals like Kim Coney, the Parham family. Uh, they gave me support when they could. Uh, when it came to fundraising, but um, I didn't get much support for making this film, and I felt like I needed to make it yesterday. So I, I did the bold thing, which a lot of people do, is take every piece of money that they've ever earned and and bet on themselves. Yeah, and that's what I did. You know, yeah. like like, am I feeling it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know, this was an opportunity that I couldn't let go, and and like. Said said earlier, I owe this to my ancestor. Mm -hmm. I, I owed it to him because mm -hmm. I am in a position to do so. I had all the material, and it was no coincidence I went to film school. Yeah, no doubt. There yeah. you have it. That's yeah, dope. that's dope. Beanie so, Mitchell uh, with us. Oh, right now, go ahead, Seth. No, I was going to say, uh, um, um, as we kind of uh, finish up. Your, your time here. We don't want to keep you all day or whatever, but just 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 wanted to think because something we've been talk, talking about maybe uh, in my circle is just like how there's a lot of dope documentaries, a lot of stories being told about a lot of people that we didn't know about, and a lot of different um, kind of uh, kind of tellings of, of, of things that we didn't know. Like the storytelling is important. Now I'm so we're seeing history. I work at a museum now, um, so learning those stories and hearing about. Uh, things before us is really, really important for me or whatever. But um, I guess um, I'm thinking as, as we're kind of going on to that, because it almost seems like this is kind of a new way that we start to connect um, and begin to start telling our stories uh, uh, because we don't have the sit downs and to be able to talk to our elders and things like that, like maybe generations of a past or whatever. But do you see that with documentaries as kind of like this is our way to where we can kind of begin to share our story because A, many of our ancestors may not have been able to tell their story or whatever, so we don't have that information or whatever. But B, uh, this is a great way to connect to people because the younger generations, this is a, this is how they consume their information and their education. So is that a part of the process when you're thinking about your documentaries and your next pro next projects maybe? Oh, definitely. Um, and, and you're right. This is how the next generation and the generation after that is going to consume information. And, you know, sooner or later, there will be no books. <laughs> then they'll really mm -hmm. control you. <laughs> yeah. But but you don't want to leave it to uh, some some other race, although they may have great intentions to tell our story, because mm -hmm. there will be an element missing from that. Mm 
right. you know, or, or, an, an angle that only one of us could really tell. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to leave it to them to do it. You know, I told my own story and yep. I feel like that's that's everybody should be uh, uh, telling their own story if they're capable. Uh, yeah. There's a boxer in Charlotte that I had a conversation with the other day. And uh, one of the things that I have seen working at All Star Music and Sound in Savannah, Georgia, is that we throw our history away like it's nothing. We will throw it away, bury it and cover it. But, you know, it's it's almost like we were programmed to do it. You know, mm. this, this is how we handle our history. Yeah. You know, we're going to sweep it under the rug and we're just going to tell stories and, you know, even 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 our ancestors had blankets and different ways to tell their story. So but as of now, it's just like all of the media, I guess we just didn't know what to do with it, with the tapes and everything like that. We were just ready to throw it away, give somebody else the credit or omit what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, me telling the story, it, it's a true story. It's a it's a family story. It's my father's story. And, you know, quiet is kept. I am actually in process of uh, doing the documentary in a narrative format because I want to tell some of those stories that I could not tell in the document. Mm. Those little intricate stories that happen. Mm. Uh, uh, and also those things that uh, are memories I can recreate. So, yeah, it, so you can actually feel like you're a part of it. So I'm looking for funding right now. So if anybody's looking to invest, here we go. Hey, no yeah. doubt. I'm not mad at that at all. Again, everyone, this is Vinnie Mitchell III. Make sure you check out his new documentary that's on Netflix right now. The name of the documentary is called It Is Well, about his legendary father. Hey, Vinnie, tell everybody, how can they get in contact with you, bro? Uh, So... Uh, I do have uh, an Instagram. It is Benny, B-E-N-N-I-E, which is my first name. The letter R, M, that's it. So it's Benny R M. I am on Facebook. You can really Google it as well, Benny Mitchell, and everything will pop up. Everything will pop up. It is well, Benny Mitchell. I'm super proud of you, bro. Congratulations on everything that you're doing, man. You know, I remember when we were running running through the streets of Savannah and hitting clubs and stuff like that. But you're always a very positive brother, a stand-up guy, man. I'm super proud of you, bro. Thank you, Kenya. Let me tell you, man, I appreciate you for allowing me to come on here as long and, and, and as well as said. Uh, thank you very much for allowing me to come on here and, and display my hard work. I've really worked hard for this, and it's it's almost like a breath of fresh air, but I'm looking for more PR. So if, if anybody uh, that's a, a student out there, reach out to me. I got some content for you. Nope. So uh, thank you very much again. Nope. Definitely, definitely. Again, everyone, this is my boy, B. Mitchell. Brother, stay blessed, man, and everything that you're doing. We're going to talk to you soon, okay? Peace. All right, take care. That was dope. That was dope, man. That was really dope. I love it. We had a uh, comment I forgot to uh, put on uh, from uh, Kabeen, uh, your cousin, uh, um, building building the future with the youth and involved in tax and politics and uh, business having a voice. Um, I think those are some dope uh, kind of things to talk about because we don't mm-hmm. talk about 
ways in which we can enrich the community. And I love and uh, well, you know, I worked in a church for like 11 years or whatever. And that was kind of like the same sort of building blocks that my church used to grow the ministry is like you got to focus on the people, show them a little bit about um, um, well, I, you got to focus on the kids, uh, have something for the kids to know so that they can have dreams and that so that they can be inspired to do something uh, not only for themselves, but ultimately for the community. Like like start with those kids. And then two, political power is important. A lot of times we forget about politics and mm-hmm. we forget about uh, like the importance or, or we just kind of get frustrated with it and don't want to deal with it. But politics is how you change the world. Like we can't change people's hearts like as much as we believe in Christ and uh, whatever religion that we are, whatever, like we can't make people a good, uh, good people, but politics is the way that we move that needle, whatever. So I was happy to hear him say a lot of those uh, things about his father and how, yeah. how he that to really build uh, some of his ministry and doing some great things down in Savannah. But that's dope. Yeah. Definitely a uh, documentary we'll be checking out this weekend. I'm checking out the documentary tonight, so I suggest you all do the same. And we got some more stories coming up. And, of course, Shorty with the reality recap. Let's get back to entertainment news. The word is that Jennifer Hudson is getting her own daytime talk show this fall. Uh, the show is going to be called The Jennifer Hudson Show. It's going to be a one-hour syndicated series that's going to be airing on Fox television stations throughout the country, produced by Warner Brothers. Are we excited or not? Nah? I'm excited. I'm excited to see J-Hud do her thing. Um, it'll be great to see her personality because we just know her as a great singer. Uh, but like in interviews, she seems, you know, great. Um, I, I didn't know that she has a strong enough personality to pull off a talk show. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not trying yeah. to be shady or anything. She's but fun. I- no, yeah, yeah, like she, yeah, yeah, she's fun. She got a, per- she has a personality. She did uh, the uh, Respect movie. So she was at the museum um, this yeah. summer, this past summer. Um, and she she's she's really quick on her feet. Um, mm. She she uh, she's a, able to kind of uh, re- be really connected to uh, the folks and be real personable uh, and stuff. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a good look for. Her. But there's a certain fashion of uh, black folk that just don't feel uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson, um, um, regardless of what she does or whatever. Like she uh, she she too loud or whatever. And I always wondered why her music mm-hmm. never never sells like artists of her caliber. I think I think what happened, honestly, is when she lost the weight. I think that that kind of shifted people's that. idea, black folks' idea, like of <laughs> J. Hud and you know, like this singer uh, with this powerful voice and everything. I think when she lost the weight, then it was just like the music career didn't really like hit like she wanted it to hit for some reason. That's just my opinion. I wish uh, we get Benny back on, you know, just to talk about that, but. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I just think it was the weight loss for me that kind of had people be like, uh, but let us know your thoughts. We got a hell of a lot of more stories to cover um, before we wrap up the show. So I'm going to keep it moving. Uh, great news for all the Mary J fans out there. Uh, what's going to happen is her song, Real Love, the classic song for Mary J Blige is being turned into a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also going to executive produce this made for TV film, too. I'm excited about this. I think this is going to be a real good look. And Mary is a very good actress. You know, she had me on the fence at the beginning uh, being in power. But, yo, Mary is really good. She knows she knows her stuff, man. She's a triple threat. Yeah. You know, she had that prime video that came out last uh, year. This one is called Real Love. Uh, she had that prime video um, called My Life. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, I did watch it. It was good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is cool, uh, a little follow-up. But, yeah, I love that Mary's getting in, in the TV because she ain't going to sing forever, you know? So so it's good that she's kind of uh, using that uh, creativity in some other places. Um, I love that she's kind of getting the little bug, uh, that got the acting bug, and kind of doing some executive producing now um, with uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like... I've always been a, been a Mary fan because we, it's I feel like, I, well, she's older than me, but I do feel like when I was growing up, she was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was always, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you on that, though. Mary, she's definitely an icon. And again, she's so relatable because she's like your homegirl. She's like the chick yeah. that's right around the corner that you could call up and be like, hey, we, you know, playing cards and having drinks, come pull up. You know, like, yeah, she's just. Such a such a down female, and she has not changed. Like seems like, well, she's evolved, but she's still the same old Mary, you know. Mary do 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 look like the type of black woman to be like. I don't really want to go, but let me go show my face. Yeah, she does. She does. I'm gonna just go because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm just show my so, face. Uh, big ups to Mary J. Blige. Okay, so I uh, want to get everybody's opinion on this right here. You could comment in the chat. Uh, actress Laverne Cox actually uh, is reacting to backlash over mentioning Jada's entanglement during an interview with, Smil with, with Will Smith. I want you all to see this, then we could talk about it. All right, hold on. Oh, no, it's a video. Wait, look at Aunt Betty talking about she has never been a fan of mine. I know, I <laughs> I don't know if we should put that up. Auntie, I don't want you to get canceled. <laughs> Aunt Betty says she has never been a fan of mine. I can't put my finger on it to as why. But, oh no, I think no, no, I think she was talking about uh Jennifer Hudson. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yep, she was talking about Jennifer. Oh, okay, okay. All right, Auntie. Yeah, okay. Like Sorry, it. this video is here it is. And it was at the end of the Yeah, that's interesting, Auntie. I agree with you on that, Auntie. Well, I, I like J-Hub, but it's I don't know why she doesn't connect with black folks like said mentioned. I just think it's the weight loss. That's what I think. And it seems like after her mom and family didn't like it, didn't believe it. it as an artist, that is devastating. So when I heard that they were watching it, that was like the worst two hours of my life. <laughs> uh, but they called immediately and they said that they both cried and they felt honored. And for me, it was... Uh, the uh, everything else. thank you we can't wait for more red table talk and more more entanglements and... no more entanglements no more entanglements so she was just being funny i just think it's a bad joke it just was, a bad joke. It was just a bad joke. And then Will and Jada, they laughed too. They laughed at it. And, and everybody is like, oh, Laverne Cox needs to be canceled. I think I think this is what I think. I think people want to cancel her because she's transgender. Absolutely. Opinion, but I think that they're just like, oh, we going this this is our chance to cancel Laverne Cox and everything because everybody's all upset. Absolutely. But Will and Jada laughed. Like it wasn't like they it, let me tell you, if she would have said something that would have been out of line, out of pocket. Jada would have said something. Jada would have said something. Sure. She would have said something, but that's Straight not the case. She didn't. So I just think that people are tripping. Yeah, I think so too. It, yeah, it, it wasn't even that serious. Yeah. So I, I think I think that uh, you know, y'all, y'all give it a rest with Laverne. She's not gonna be canceled. All right. Uh in other news, okay. So let me see. I lost my place set. Oh, okay. Uh Delicious. Okay, so we all know that Delicious was uh actually married to exonerated Central Park member 
Raymond Santana, but he officially he officially filed for divorce from Delicious this week, ending their two year marriage. Uh, they said that they actually separated back in uh, November uh, of last year with Raymond claiming that their marriage is irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation. Um, Delicious claims that he was a narcissist and a cheater. The couple got engaged back in 2019 and married the following year. And uh, actually, Candy hooked them up uh, here in Atlanta. They got a crib together out in Alpharetta. Oh, do they? Yeah. And, you know, I could see that maybe, you know, like the fame kind of changed him. He has all this money, of course, from the uh, five settlement. He loses weight. Looking, you know, much better. You know what I'm saying? Like he's taking care of himself and you got delicious on your arm. So, yeah, you smelling yourself because now Atlanta's full of gold diggers and hoes and trust and believe. I know that they were on him. I know that they were on him. So, yeah, he, he don't look like that at all no more. See, now that's how he looks now. Oh, because he lost some weight. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. he filed for divorce, not her. I know. That's what I'm like. So what's the deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. See, but you're, yeah, you're like delicious. Uh, delicious. Um, um, but but I haven't talked to her in years because uh, she's because she's not uh, been in um, the uh, city. She's been doing some other um, kind of stuff. But yeah, I talked to her when she was doing some radio stuff or whatever. But yeah, we need yeah, to get her on the show. Said, I don't know. See what's up with uh, old London Charles. She looked good though. She looked good. Yeah, I'm sad that it didn't work out for them. I, it, it was always kind of weird to me is that like, <laughs> like, like all the men that Delicious has ever been connected to. I'm like, oh, oh that's the one you. Okay, well, right. But it, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry it didn't work out. But I guess, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, well, I guess it, that's also the case with your girl Wendy Williams. Her ex husband uh, Kevin Hunter right now is actually seeking big dollars from the Wendy Williams Show production company. Now, following the cancellation of the iconic daytime talk show, Kevin, who is the uh, former executive producer and ex husband of Wendy herself, has reportedly filed a lawsuit against the production company, citing wrongful termination, and he's seeking a whopping. $7 million in loss of wages and damages. Now, the lawsuit alleges that as an executive producer of the show, Kevin was actually contractually obligated the 10% of commission of, on revenues and uh, that some of his duties involved the creation of the show's brand, the look and the feel of the show, which is actually going to be uh, kind of implemented into Sherry Shepard's uh, new show too, which I don't think that's they should do that. You I know, don't think they are. I think that's it. Yeah, like I think the only... The only thing that's going to be, to me, it's going to be similar. It's just a time slide. And then they're using the same uh, uh, production company uh, that's producing the actual uh, show or whatever. But, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's going to be Sherry's show. So I think this lawsuit is just really frivolous and stupid. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all goes down. Uh, got a couple. You said what's it? I said, Kevin ain't got no talent at the end of the day. That was Wendy's show. That was Wendy's brand. That was Wendy's brain. Only thing she did was utilize her radio show and put a visual to it. So I I can't give him credit for that. Right. And, and, And you're absolutely right. And then on top of that, he was just the husband. Wendy said, oh, well, since we're married, let me just give you a job and let's just have you have a paycheck coming in. So, bam, you're the executive producer of the show. But trust and believe. And I I 
well, I can't say this. My I have family that work for the show. He wasn't doing anything but just being a, being a menace behind the scenes, sexually harassing that? women and talking shit. Straight you up. know what I'm saying? So Straight it's up. like, and you Straight you worked with Kevin before. Yeah, you worked with Kevin before, said so you know how he is. So Absolutely. like it was just that's just Wendy just being a, a good wife and saying let me put my husband on, but he wasn't doing anything. Trust and At believe. All. So I, I agree with you. 100%. Leave your comments, everybody, Matt Live Podcast. So, yo, uh, check this story out right here. Um, after sharing a meme that included the use of the N-word and referenced hip-hop rapper Chingy, Estee Lauder senior executive John Dem uh, Dempsey was actually told to leave the company. And this, like, he got fired. And this dude has been with Estee Lauder for 30 years. His annual salary is $10 million. But he posted this meme. I don't know if there's a picture of the meme or not. Said, I'm trying to bring it up. But he he apologized, but his cop out was it was it was a poor apology. He said that he didn't read the meme before posting it. Come on, bro, really? <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then my and, thing is like, if if I if if I got ten million dollars, like I. I like I'm definitely not running around um um posting, posting memes. memes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like ain't nobody got time for that. There it is. Can you see it? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So he posted this. My N-word snuffy done got the Rona at a Chingy concert. It's not even it's not even oh, funny though. It ain't funny, yeah. And like it, like I'm trying to see if it's an inside joke or something in, inappropriate, but yeah, it ain't. Mm -mm. It's just it's corny, but that's what his ass gets. And and then on top of that, his apology was some BS too. So you, you know, about to lose your job. Yeah, ten million dollars down the drain. So you about to lose your job? All's well that is well. Okay, so um. Tim, uh, Le how do you pronounce his last name? Said Lesnar. Uh, sure, that works. Yeah, you know. Well, anyway, Tim Lesnar, this this the dude that actually used to be married to Kamora Lee Simmons. He actually admitted on stand that he actually faked his divorce from his previous wife to marry Kamora Lee Simmons. Now, Tim is a former Goldman Sachs banker. He's been accused of helping a Malaysian financer steal hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, he has pleaded guilty to charges of money laundering and forfeiting $43.7 million. Now, he and Kamora, they're currently estranged, and they share a son together. Wolf Lee Lesnar. Um, Lesnar and Kamora are facing a lawsuit from her previous husband, Russell Simmons. Now, Russell is Simmons them claiming that the couple attempted to defraud the energy energy drink company that they all invested in called uh, Celsius. Uh, Kamora's lawyers are denying that she played any role in helping him stash millions of stolen money. Um it's it's kind of crazy just to see how all this played out. Like like she had a baby with this dude, got married to him, all this kind of stuff, and he was doing all this stuff under the table. It makes you like wonder, like, damn, who can you trust? Nobody, right? Who can Nobody. you trust? You had a baby with this dude, and you know Kamora's at the top of her game, so I bet she was like, yeah, you know, this is dude got all this money, but it's a lot of shadiness that goes on behind the scenes with these rich folks too. Don't get it twisted. But the other part about it is that sometimes you got to realize who people's character is when when it's revealed to you. If 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 the man lied about being married uh, off the rip just to start a relationship with you or whatever, like like it, it almost seems like that relationship is 
is doomed from the beginning. Uh, uh, if, if 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 there's dishonesty um, going on in the like the front end, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't expect right. much from that relationship. So yeah, I guess she all right. I know, right? She'll well, of course, for everything that's entertainment, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Everybody Mad Live Podcast. Right now, it's time for reality recap. Let's find out what's going on in the world of entertainment and reality TV with Shorty and the reality recap. What's up, brother? What up, good people? Can you hear me good? Can you see me? Yeah, we can see you got that fresh cut, got that tape. We'll need you to have all that. That's why we do testing before the show. We do testing before the show to check out audio and lights and all that stuff. Well, it's it's what I call light banter. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's going on, fellas? How y'all feeling? Man, feeling good, man. You look great over there. You been all right? I've been good. I can't complain. I'm trying, you know. I hear you, brother. I can't complain. Well, let's go, man. Let's talk. What's happening, boy, with your with your boy uh, Jesse Smollett? So, we all know about about the backstory about him staging the whole hate crime thing. He had two witnesses, well, two accomplices. Let me say accomplices that he paid to set the whole thing up. These are two guys that worked on a set of Empire, so they had a relation, um, but they they turned witnesses for the prosecution. Hello. So now that he's been found guilty, you know, now we're appealing and doing all that. So Jesse Smollett's legal team is requesting a new trial after the actor was found guilty on five of six counts of felony disorderly conduct in his Chicago hate crime case. According to TMZ, the former Empire actor asked the Chicago judge to reverse the verdict to find him not guilty. He also claims that his constitutional rights were violated because of his legal team was denied from participating in the jury selection. Smiley's defense team also alleges that the prosecutors in the case had shown possible racism when selecting the jurors and pressured the witnesses to give false testimony. T. <laughs> a disorderly conduct. The whole conspiracy against Jesse Smollett. The prosecutors then conspired against them. The uh, 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 the witnesses then conspired. So everybody against Jesse. Okay, we got it. My thing is, girl, you got found guilty and you're going to jail. How about that? How about that? <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that's How it. about that? I mean, I it, it, thing, like. Uh, I don't know a lot about the legal system because I try and avoid it or whatever. But I know that when you do cooperate with them, they do kind of try and see if they can work some stuff out for you. They try and lighten the sentence if you try and do a plea. Exactly. If you are a celebrity with high dollar, high profile people, you could have just pled on this charge and not been exactly. And now you're trying to walk all this stuff back and do all this with a new trial with these boys you had a crush on and just decided that you wanted to do some stuff or whatever. Jesse, you too much. You too exactly. Much. You too so, much. That story. <laughs> but long story short, Smiley will be sentenced in seven days. Mm. <laughs> so stay right. tuned. We're gonna Stay be on. We're gonna, we're gonna be on. We're gonna be on sentence watch. Yeah, so exactly. yeah we will have a sentence. Yeah, he is facing yeah. up to three three years in prison and a twenty five thousand dollar fine for class mm. four felonies. Mm-mm. So we'll moving on. This story. What's going on with um, Candy's new show, bro? So the reports are saying that everybody's excited about Candy and the Gang, the new show that she got coming up which is going to chronicle Candy and Todd and the OLG's dynamic staff as they face a much needed change at the restaurant while juggling their career ambitions and larger life personalities. 
-hmm. But the numbers are in. The world is excited to see Mama Joyce. <laughs> I was, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. So yeah, the, the world is going up for Mama Joyce. Uh, you can catch Candy and the Gang, the OG Gang, this Sunday actually, March 6th at 9 p.m. on Bravo. The trailer yeah. is already out. Here's a little bit of candy. Candy and the Gang. It could candy have been a scheme that Todd set up for him to come. Don't you with the food. I'm so excited about it because it's about our restaurant, but with our restaurant, it's not just about the people that work there. It's not just about me. It's, it's, it's family. It's, it's people that we work with. It's, it's all of us and everybody. When I tell you, it, it, you just need to meet these people. <laughs> Like some of the people and our staff and some of the people in my family, of course. Uh, they just you just gotta meet them to to, to realize they are hilarious. And you know, I know a lot of people were like, Oh, can he get her own show again? But this show is really not about me. It's really about some really over-the-top people who just, you know, we all come together because of this restaurant or because of us, our bloodline and us being family. And it's hard for me to explain. That's dope, okay. All right. So yeah, so, so the, premiere, the premiere is this Sunday at nine o'clock on Bravo. All right. I'll be watching, I hope you'll be watching too. <laughs> no doubt, Shorty. Uh, what else we got up, ma'am? So Black, Black China and Rob. So if y'all don't know, they had this whole legal thing where Rob has said that the girl had beat on him, had, had tried to choke him with a phone charger and all of this, that she was high and drunk and she just went crazy on him. So they've been going through this long battle of going to court. The date had changed for the court date to start. It was actually supposed to start this Friday, but Rob has since dropped the charges. Because it is fact, well, now I ain't gonna say facts. It's allegedly that this night never happened. Um, there's no proof, no video evidence. However, China has video evidence and evidence reflecting and supporting her side that it never happened. Um, they filmed, they was filming the Kardashian between Black China and reality show during the time, and they actually filmed him the day after this alleged night that she beat him up and he had no scars. So she was prepared. And uh, so since he's dropped the charges, she is now asking that he pays her court fees, which is amounting up to $75,000, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, and, and it looks like he's going to have to cough up that money because he has no, no juice to his, you know, to his case. And then right. he dropped it. Wow. So, yeah. So she's been trying to defend herself against this for years. Uh, so yeah, he dropped the case and it looks like she's gonna be vindicated, but he's gonna have to pay this bill if if, if she gets it her way. It's it's just so funny to see them go back and forth. I bet Chris Jenner is like, Ain't damn, this is some ratchet shit we gotta go through. You know Ain't what I mean? Crazy. Like, like just, what is it with the Kardashians? Like they love they love dark meat. Like yeah. somewhere somehow, like so right. they signed up for it. So so this is what it is. You yeah. wanted to be in it, now you in it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. Very true. Uh, sad news to report in reality TV. I heard that there's a reality star that has cancer. Yes, Real Housewives of Potomac newcomer Mia Thornton diagnosed with cam with cancer. Uh, the Bravo family showers her with support as well as we do. 
she just received the news about two weeks ago. She shared the news on her Instagram story. However, she's in good spirits. She has said this experience has changed her life, but she know God is not done with her. So she's fighting and she's going to be strong. So we just wish Mia the best. Godspeed. We love and support her. And uh, yeah, so big ups to Mia. Keep her in your prayers, y'all. Mm. Wow, sad, very sad. But I know that she's definitely going to overcome it. Uh, finally, I heard that uh, Kim Kardashian is single. Yes, she's officially declared single by law. Kim Kardashian has been declared legally single from Kanye West, which means she would no longer carry his last name. Kardashian appeared at the hearing by a video conference from what looked like her glam closet. She seemed happy despite the difficulty of the subject matter. During the hearing, ju the judge asked the card asked Kim several questions under oath, which she applied, which she replied yes to all of the questions as far as does she want to divorce, how are things with co-parenting, which is she's it's a negative experience for her. So uh, she she got her last name back and uh, she's declared single. So they're going through a messy divorce. It's going to be messy. They have four kids. Uh, it's going to be messy, so stay tuned. And I, will I mean, she married Kanye. Yeah, it's going to be messy. Like that's it's going to be messy. <laughs> right. Nobody and, and then he's also trying to make it to where if she remarries, he can use her new husband. If they have a any kind of disagreement with court cases and all that, he can actually use her new husband as his witness to get dirt on the conversation that they have intimately. So he kind of got Kim in the bind, but. She she's going through with this divorce. I think she just wants her freedom, and uh, by any means necessary, she's going she's going to bite the bullet on a few things. But yeah, give her her space, and yeah. So stay wow. tuned. It's going to be a messy divorce. All right, there it is. Reality recap with Shorty Homeboy. What you been watching this week, man? What have I been watching? So I binge watched today. Actually, ladies listening in Atlanta, ladies who list in Atlanta. Oh, that's the show. Yeah. On, oh, uh, I gotta watch it. It's on own. So it's oh. been out like all 10 episodes have aired and I, I bypass it all the time and I'm a reality show lover, but I bypassed it. But today I was like, let me sit down and watch it. And it's actually entertaining. Of course it's drama filled. It's Atlanta based about, uh, about five women, big moguls in real estate trying to come together. But you know, women, they, they want to come together, but they just mm -hmm. can't make it. So it's drama all around that. So I've been watching that and then I'm definitely going to watch uh, Benny's um, show on Amazon tonight. I'm gonna watch that film. Yeah. And other than that, I'm watching First Forty Eight and True Crime. <laughs> All right. What about you, said? No, I don't watch TV. Said don't watch TV. Okay. <laughs> did you all see the Tinder Swindler yet? I no. did. I actually, I actually watched that on the plane to Cancun. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What it, it, that, that it was deep. It was, it deep. was deep, right? I it was, was like, deep, deep. what? <laughs> and the I'm dude like, is still I'm... out there, like, doing, like, scamming people right scamming now. Scamming people, like, using yeah. one broad and, and her coins to go get another one. And it just, it was a whole domino effect. And the ladies all got together to get him. And yeah. so if you haven't watched The Tinder Swindler, please catch it on Netflix. It is definitely yeah. worth the watch. Man, that it, it really blew my mind. So that's what I've been watching was a Tinder Swindler. But uh, again, Shorty, man, we really appreciate your brother. Good job as always. How can people Thank you. Get I love in being here with you? Yo, I'm on Instagram all the time at Echo Prince. That's E C H O P R I N C E. Catch me there all the time. Ask me some questions. I will drop some answers. Holla at your boy. That's what's up. Until next week, this is reality recap with Shorty. We're going to holla at you, man. Holla at me. Be safe. All right, brother.
All right, for the viral video of the week, since we're talking about Chingy, let's go for a throwback back to Chingy. Up to the um, cerebrum brain, then you would know when Moses split the Red Sea and the water raised on this side and the water raised on this side, he put the staff in the middle, which is the spine, and the kundalini energy is the pingala, the masculine energy and the ida, the feminine energy, the electrical energy that goes up the chakras to ignite the pineal gland, which when Moses was at the top of the mountain, he spoke to a burning bush. If you know anything about your pineal gland, it's shaped like a burning bush. It's the light receptor that interacts with the universe that that that, that um, electricity comes down into and you can talk to God. <laughs> Say, what did I just watch? <laughs> I remember... I remember that clip years ago, but it was like I didn't even have the attention span to watch it because it's like a whole bunch of BS. What was he talking about? <laughs> I forgot, but but uh, no, nah, it was it, 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 it's 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 just further about Chingy and uh, allowing Chingy to uh, have the floor of, of <laughs> about anything. I actually forgot to play the video for uh, for uh, his incident. Well, not the incident, but uh, he he actually was was trying to get help the man get his job back. Um, that oh, really? Yeah, here, here's Chingy's video. What's up, what's up, y'all? Y'all wanna know what I'm doing? Why everybody's gossiping, talking about I'm trending around the world over some stuff that I'm not even concerned about and that I didn't take to heart. That didn't mean much to me because I think it was just an honest mistake that the guy made. I just got off a military tour and now guess what I'm doing? I'm hanging out with my daughter. No. While everybody around the world has my name in their mouth. You hear me? I mean, that ain't everybody's shit. They got your daddy name in their mouth. <laughs> and your daddy's just chilling with you. Yes, give me the luscious. Give me the luscious. Come on, give me the luscious. Oh. Give me the luscious. See? Right, because daddy, you doing the most. Doing the most. She's always doing the most. Got my name in your mouth. But look, I want to say peace and love to um, Jay. Is it Dimsey? Yeah, peace and love to that brother. I didn't take it no type of way. And um, hey, peace. So yeah, he was trying to help the man get his. I think the man done called Chingy because if you make a ten million dollars <laughs> a year, which which is almost a million dollars a month, so yeah, right. like he just said, like Chingy, you know what? You Let ain't releasing your albums. Uh, I give you a million dollars if you tell them to. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you forgive me that it was no big thing. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, yeah, yeah and I can see that happening. Money talks. Mm -hmm. Money definitely talks. Don't be fooled, people. Keep your eyes open. That's what we do on Everybody Mad Live podcast. We really appreciate everybody checking us out. Shouts out to everybody in the comments. Of course, my cousin Antonio Kabeen. What up, brother? Uh, uh, Betty checking us out. All everybody that's always rocking with us. We really appreciate it. And again, shouts out to Benny Mitchell the Third. Make sure you check out his movie right now that is on Amazon Prime. The name of the movie is called It Is Well. It's a uh, snapshot of his father. You all check that out, and we'll let you all know what's going down next week. Yeah, this, we got some new features on. Now we can play background music. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the Star Trek music is going on, Sam? <laughs> I don't know. They got different things, and I and I ain't listening to none of them uh, uh, yet. So I don't even really know uh, what the sounds are. 
We'll, we'll yeah, find we're adding more to the show. So, yeah, okay. we'll be back. Uh, next week, as we continue to celebrate uh, Black History March. Um, actually, I got some um, some uh, dope women I'm, I'm talking to trying to get their schedule together. Uh, so we might have one on uh, next week because uh, March is also Women's History Month, too. Um, so uh, we'll do a Black woman uh, next week. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, I'm glad you cut that off. Okay, so uh, let's see. Make sure that you follow me, Kenya Khabib, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Holla at me. Let me know what's popping. All right. I'm Sayed Lover everywhere. Thank you for being a part of the show. We'll see you next time. Same time, same place.